Welcome, Sacramento, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today I am joined by my two co-hosts, Sharon, also known as Podcast Mom, and Jared, also known as Sport Power AZ on Twitter. And if you're not following him, go follow him. You'll find some really hilarious memes, trust me, guarantee you, and he does them basically each week, so go check that out. You definitely don't want to miss that, but... Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, first, let's go to Podcast Mom. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, it's good. I mean, I'm looking forward to August 11th because I kind of want to put last night's game or Thursday night's game behind me against the Tacoma. What did you call them? Squid Belly? Uh, well, yeah. well, that that was the uh, more uh, family-friendly uh, version. <laughs> the, the, the other one was a little bit more risque. I'll put it that way. Got it. Yeah, so we just kind of want to put that game a little bit behind us. You know, I know a tie is a tie, but whatnot. Uh, I think I think Luis and I think we're a little, we expect more. <laughs> so I am looking forward to August 11th and going in raining on the parade in Oakland. Uh, well, it's not in Oakland. It's going to be in Livermore which is quite a distance away. But anyhow, Luis, how are you doing? I know you want to ask how Jared's doing, but I'm going to skip it and I'm going to go to you and then you can ask Jared. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really unfortunate yesterday. And yeah, people might say like, we are really wanting this team to do much better. And each game, it seems like we're saying the same thing, regardless of what the score says. And to me, in my opinion, even though, yes, you know, we got a point away and whatnot, and some people might say, if you get a point away, that's good. Go for it. You know, like, just take it as, as, a, as a good point. I'm not taking it as a good point, and we're going to elaborate a little more on why I think that. I'm not just saying it just because we, we're close to winning, but there's more to that. So stay tuned to find out more of why I say that. But, yeah, I'm really excited for the next game. Um you know, it's in Livermore. It's a little bit closer to me, actually, than Sacramento. It's about like 20 minutes closer to me. And I'm very familiar with the area. And it is going to be a smaller venue than the Oakland venue. So can't complain. I think nothing but great stuff. Uh, I think parking is going to be free as well. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a good game. And the pitch, at least, is going to be good. Or at least I'm hoping it's going to be good because with the things that have been going on, I don't even know yet, Sharon. I hope that we don't have another trip where <laughs> we go back. And if we do, then I really hope they give us the three points because that's unacceptable. We can't have a second time. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and especially because I'm taking my sister. And if anybody listened to the last podcast where we analyzed the, the game from uh, the Saturday, the um, 31st, um, you know, we talked a lot about my sis. And because she's coming with me, there's no way we want to just get there, turn around and go home. You know, so so I'm hoping that Sac Republic, if nothing else, they bring the tailgate again. But I haven't heard anything about Sac Republic bringing a tailgate to the game in Livermore. Um, the Livermore roots. Nah, that doesn't sound good. I like Oakland roots better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Jared, switching to you. How's things? Everything good? Uh, everything's going good so far. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with uh, last night's uh, score, uh, much like the rest of you. And, uh, and I'm also looking forward to the 11th, uh, but uh, I'm also looking forward to the first time we finally get to play on Blue's Clues Field in Oakland. Because that field looks uh, like straight up uh, Steve's shirt. Uh, if you've seen some of the photos and comparisons on, on Twitter, you'll see the reference right away. Say that again. The what? 
Blues Clues Field. Uh, for those of for those of you that may not know, uh, Blues Clues was a show that was on Nickelodeon, or actually Nick Jr. that was geared for kids. Uh, one of the main characters, Steve, wore a two-tone green shirt with uh, dark green and light green stripes, and thus why it's called Blues Clues Field, or at least it should be. But at least it was still in better condition than back in June. Oh, no. I will have to watch a game, one of their home games. Um because uh, I guess they play at home this weekend, Oakland Roots. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tune in so I can see what you see. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? It's still kind of nasty? Well, I mean, it's, it's not like terrible condition, but it's just excessively bright. I mean, it's you know, practically <laughs> – I almost went full blind looking at that field. <laughs> <laughs> you know, artificial turf is such an interesting thing. And I know the guys, you know, nobody likes to train and nobody really, I shouldn't say nobody likes to play on artificial turf, but the, a lot of the, you know, super pro leagues, they're like, we don't play on artificial turf only if we have to, and only if we have to train on it. And I know that our guys are going to be training on, you know, there's a turf field at, uh, at the training site where our guys train and they're not going to want to be on that thing if it's warm outside. Nobody wants to train on that. You get new blisters when you start training on artificial turf. Seriously, you know, everybody knows what it's like to play on artificial. You have to break your foot back in to, and you get different blisters than you do on grass because you have to change up your shoes. Typically, you change up your shoes. So that'll be an interesting, uh, uh, and it, I don't know why we're, why are we avoiding talking about last night's game? <laughs> oh, are you serious? Is that it? We're looking at it right now. Yes, that, that's that's the pitch. It's you know it's kind of funny because when when Jared first mentioned it, I mean I hadn't I hadn't seen it until I saw it in Jared's meme, and I was like, wait, wait, th- this looks like it's like some like a FIFA video game from the '90s, actually, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was like, it, how it, is it this does. real? How oh, is that? Oh my goodness! I I I don't understand. I mean, it looks like I don't know. Like it does not look like a field. <laughs> that doesn't look like wow. a real field. Oh my goodness yeah. gracious. Okay, so the stripes, that's that can be kind of just dis- not disturbing but distracting, I think, if you're a player and you're running over these two colors all the time. Interesting. Okay. You know, it wow. actually I take that, but it looks like something straight out of Looney Tunes. But but you have real players though. Yeah. You know, I was almost thinking Dr. Seuss, because that looks like the oh. uh, stripes and I don't know, some aspect of somebody's hat. Um, you know how their hats were? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, gosh. That's another one. Uh, no, 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 now I'm thinking Space Jam Soccer Edition, right? You got, oh. I don't know, I don't know which star you want to include in that one, but if they want, if Space Jam wants to do a soccer edition, then maybe the Oakland Roots Stadium is a good place to go shoot some of your scenes. <laughs> well, so, so this is interesting. Oakland just can't, for us, can't catch a break. <laughs> Here we are. This is like the third thing, maybe fourth thing about Oakland that we have kind of found either humorous, sad, or um, I don't know, where we have to do a little compassion. I don't know that I have much compassion, though, for that stripe in field. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor Oakland. But I, I guess. At least, at least they get to actually play finally in their home stadium. There, there's, yeah. there's something there, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is definitely distracting watching that. I'm so glad we're not 
playing there because I think yeah. it would be a little like bothering to see that and you wouldn't even be able to like see things all well because it's a bit distracting to, <laughs> to well, see we'll that. We'll go there in Oakland. I mean, we'll, we'll go there in October. I believe we have a game there in October, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I October. believe. Yeah. Yeah. There's two games over there. So yeah, we are. Eh? We're, we're going to play up Blue's Clues Field. All right. Jeez. <laughs> we're ready we're ready for that I, actually i want to see it in person because it, it looks surreal it just i don't i don't understand i, I don't know it, it just it looks surreal just looking at it from a video i'm like how is how, how is that real life i don't know so if anybody's listening to this and they 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 didn't get a chance to watch this the saturday of uh, august 7th if if you haven't had if you don't watch that game go back to the phoenix game and you can see it um and then drop it, drop it in the chat what you think of it. I mean, you may think it's like perfectly normal to see a striped field. I mean, I can think of like a dad shirt, you know, not I shouldn't say a dad shirt, but like those dad polos where they have the big stripes <laughs> running across. Or <laughs> for some mean. of us, or for some of us that have been around a little bit longer, think Mervin's shirts. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, Mervin's. It, Mervin's. It's, a, <laughs> it's definitely a Mervin's. It's not Lacoste for sure. It's not Lacoste. Well, oh, hey, Lacoste, somebody should team up with Oakland and make a third kit that looks like that field. Oh, no. <laughs> if we get enough kits made for that, we can finally have a We Just Got a Letter Dance Off. <laughs> Oh, dear. Y'all who are listening, we're recording this on a Friday night. And for the most part, everybody is done working for the week. Um, so so it's a little uh, we're having a little bit of fun and we're avoiding talking about the game. We need to talk about the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's always about to happen. Yeah. I know. I was going to say by avoiding does not make it go away. Right unfortunately not yeah yeah unfortunately we can't replay that game because we we should replay well we are going to play it again in three more times this season but you know if we keep getting these results then it's not going to be as, <laughs> as good to play against these guys but oh you know, God. <laughs> before we called them, who called them a high school team wait because they were so they're young they're youthful I, I did actually i i called them like because because they, they yeah because and and they're young yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that was one of my main reasons why I was like, you guys could have beaten them. We have an experienced team. Most of our players have had quite a few years of experience. I mean, yeah, sure, we might have Sarges and uh, Penagos who might not have that much years of experience playing with the team, but everyone else has plenty of years of experience playing in the USL, in Europe. So, yeah. So I mean, here's after watching the Olympics. What that game taught me, what Tacoma Defiance has taught me, do not discount the youth because the youth Mm -hmm. in the Olympics have been tearing it up. And I would just remind everybody, you know, at this point, the youth, we cannot discount them anymore in our in our league, period. They're quick learners. Obviously, they figured out us and they knew which are where our weak spots were. And we all are going to talk about that. And they exploited it. So there you go. Don't discount the youth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that is that is true. Or at least that's a message for our team, right? I don't know about other teams because they, they've they clearly actually um, beaten them before. But, you know, this ends in a, in a 1-1 draw. Uh, and if we take a look at some of our stats from 
good old Google, which hopefully, you know, uh, gives us the right stats, which I, I think these stats look better than they have looked at in the past. And I'm not saying in our favor, but I'm saying like they're more accurate on point. Uh, you got Tacoma Defiance with nine shots. We got seven shots. As far as shots on target, we got three. They got two. Possession, overwhelmingly, Tacoma 62%, Sacramento 38%, and passes almost, I mean, it was almost double, 626, 389. Uh, Pass accuracy, much higher for Tacoma Defiance, 86% versus 75% for Sacramento. So overall, the numbers clearly show it. And in my opinion, I mean, I, we, we couldn't be mad if Tacoma would have won because they actually would have deserved to win this match because they had more opportunities. They had more of that possession. And especially in the second half, they they took over the second half. It was just all them, all that. And that's yeah. what disappointed me so much because we went up and you got to keep moving and you can't fall back. And that's one of the things that coach did in this game is decided to fall back maintain that one nil lead when it's like you do not do that against a team that you know not only have we thought in the past right oh this might be an easy team but this is a team that is in fourth place currently and a team that you were just one point behind and had you actually maintained that win you would have been two points ahead of them and and keep it in mind that Tacoma Defiance still has a game in hand even that makes it that much more urgent to say you need to beat them. They have a game in hand. You need to beat, uh, you know, those two points ahead of them and then, you know, keep, you know, getting good scores against them in the three remaining games against them. And great. We're solid. Right. But if you don't beat them, you're still giving them that chance to be above you and to still maintain that position. And it's really worrisome. We can't be a team like Tacoma defiance. I mean, if we can't keep our lead, Again, we're going to struggle for the rest of the season. It's going to be a really uh, big struggle. And we're going to go back to what I said a couple of weeks back when I said that at the end of the season, we are going to all be fighting for that fourth spot. It's going to be quite a dramatic end of the season. And, you know, it's no good to be actually uh, playing under so much pressure at the end because we know how our team does under pressure. And so that's what worries me the most. But what were your guys' thoughts uh, overall? Well, you know, we're just stuck in the uh, the neutral gear again. Uh, coach uh, probably saw we had the one nothing lead and just uh, put it in neutral and let the second half coast. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of as far as how to describe the second half. We took our foot off the pedal. I mean, from one nothing, and, and possibly the thought was. Well, you know, they're probably the Tacoma of old. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably just go ahead and just kind of keep what we're doing. No, you do not coast against a team like Tacoma. They were actually getting better towards the end of last season. I mean, they weren't, didn't exactly have a great season overall. I mean, with especially comparing to Portland last year, but this is an entirely different Tacoma. I mean, like you even mentioned, uh, Luis, you know, this Tacoma team is right now in sole possession of fourth place. I mean, the last spot in the playoffs. I mean, if we keep this up, we're just going to keep tying and tying and tying again, you know, against teams that we need to beat. I mean, especially Tacoma. I mean, we're not putting up much of a fight against uh, Orange County aside from the second, aside for that uh, 
final match where we drew, but we have other teams that are just stomping on Orange County. We're only having decent luck against uh, Las Vegas and maybe a couple other teams. I mean, the the time that you put it in neutral is maybe if you're leading three uh, by three goals, four goals, or whatever. Either put put it neutral then in the last maybe five minutes if you've got a comfortable lead, or just park the bus. But really, I mean, we need to punch up the, the energy in the second half. I know the folks that you know got tired legs and everything like that, but you know this is important. I mean, we're facing a year that we may potentially miss the playoffs. You have to keep the pressure on, whether it's one nothing, two nothing, what have you. But you know the coaches seem to lost that. Uh, that train of thought. Jared, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I, and I, I, I have to agree with you. Uh, a team cannot just cruise once they have a goal, even if you're in the 75th minute or the 80th minute, and it doesn't feel like you're going to be getting much pressure from them. And then surprise, Boom, they get a they get a goal on us. And I know we're gonna break down the the nature of both goals. I think we kind of got lucky on our goal because it was a little bit of a knockdown rebound, you know, confusion in the box situation. And thank goodness we have a striker that recognized that and followed the followed the shot slash knockdown rebound and was able to capitalize on that. Um, but I'm looking forward to watching what broke down on our defense for the goal that was scored against us. Because again, I'm always left scratching my head when we walk away with a one, one tie, given the strength of individual players that we have. I mean, Carlton Belmar was battling, you know, start to start to finish, you know, as long as he was in the match. And that's something that Derek Formella brings to the table, but he's out injured. He was on the injured list. So we didn't have the box-to-box striker slash, you know, midfielder with Derek. And, you know, Carlton had to kind of fill the role. So let's look at the goal that we scored. So let's look at the goal of the 18th minute. Uh, Jerome gets his first goal, which is really great. And I'm glad that he got his goal. And uh, and it just makes me a little more worried that Cameron still hasn't gotten his goal, even though. (laughs) uh, But Jerome perfectly gets his goal. But... I think what you were saying, Sharon, earlier about maybe it being a little lucky, I think we did get a little lucky in that goal. I mean, there were a couple of errors by Tacoma that luckily, I mean, we define them. Of course, you always got to be there and, and got to say really amazing uh, jump celebration, right? A little backflip there from Jerome. Um, but Which yeah. I would tell my players, don't do that stuff because he almost didn't make it all the way around. He could have face planted and jammed his knees and then he would have been out for the game. I would tell any of my players, I don't care how much you get excited, maybe do a cartwheel and leave it at that, but don't be doing flips on the field because if you look at, he lands kind of on the tippy toes. He could have jammed a toe, you know, he, mm. uh, and then he cramps, he flops down onto his knees. Yeah. We're going to rate oh. his, his uh, flip <laughs> versus when I first saw him do that. Cause I saw it live and it's like, no, Oh no, no, he didn't get all the way. Oh, okay. And then the announcer said the same thing. Uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. He sh- <laughs> Next time, dude, just do the cartwheel and leave it there. What were your thoughts, Anyhow, Jared? What, what do you score? What do you score that since we're in the Olympic season right now? <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't stick the landing. I would say maybe 
seven point five on the landing. I mean, but but then again, you know, like Iwasa knows how to land it, so that's pretty much the standard bearer as far as uh, Republic FC uh, goal celebration clips. So it's it's kind of hard to top that. But um, Tucker Bone, I don't know if you guys remember him when he did his round off slash flip and he almost clocked Mitch in the face with his foot. Do you guys remember oh, that? Yeah. Do you guys I remember, remember that? that? Yeah. I would just say, guys, just no, just don't do those things. That expends a lot of energy. Those flips, they take a lot of energy. And if you do it wrong, man, you're done. Anyhow, I digress. Yes. So the, the main yep. key of the goal was an extra bounce, right? The field was kind of weird. And let's keep in mind that this mm-hmm. is basically a baseball field too, right? That we're dealing with. Um, but it is a strange bounce, and that you know is exactly where he manages to uh, get ahead of the ball and and you know uh, get to it there. But yeah, it was kind of it was a weird bounce that just it was happened. A weird bounce, and the goalie just kind of like went after was it Carlton or or uh, I it was after who he... after Duke actually. Yeah, oh, it was Duke. Yeah, because I can't see it. it's a kind of small screen. Um, yeah, so he landed on Duke, and so the goalkeeper got taken out of the equation. And yes, thank, thank goodness uh, we scored on that. Yeah, and kudos to Jerome for following the play. Right? I mean, other players probably would have been like, "Ah, goalkeeper's got yeah, the just, ball there." Like, they're just standing. The rest of our guys are standing, but Jerome he followed the ball, not on rebound. I always say to everybody, "Watch the ball, not the player." So see, when you see these things, when you see how much uh, uh, deficiencies their defense had, you're just like, how did we not take advantage of the situation, right? Like they were all yeah. lost there. There were other opportunities in the first half that where they could have done the same, they could have scored, yet they didn't. So it just, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know that it will be explained anybody's satisfaction that's for sure so yeah probably not unfortunately uh, but i wish we hadn't subbed him off but i know that that was how um we were able to have other players come on didn't he get he got subbed right yeah i believe so yeah and then of course we move on to the 82nd minute we all thought all right you know hopefully we got this uh, and but I got to say, they kept and kept attacking that it was only a matter of time before they scored the goal. So it didn't come as a surprise. It was one of those things where, let's face it, they deserved the goal because they kept trying and trying. And, you know, the more you let your rival get the ball, the more they are going to be closer to scoring a goal against you. And that is exactly what happened in that play. Everyone got lost, didn't follow the guy who was just coming through and missed their mark, really. Who is the most dangerous player? The one with the ball. Unfortunately, it's wash, rinse, repeat again because it. What Tacoma has found out the best way to go up against uh, Tomas is just to crowd, uh, crowd the box, you know, distract them, and then just knock it in. I mean, unfortunately, this is how so many opponents have scored against us. I mean, it's just getting repetitive at this point. And looking at the replay, I, I feel like Mitch could have actually like kicked it out, right? I mean, it, it passed right through him. He maybe didn't actually measure it right. And then at the end, he ends up even actually uh, 
touching it a little bit, if you guys see the replay, it actually slightly hits Mitch's back heel. Oh, no. And goes in. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a deflection, almost an own goal. Yeah, if, although, if that although, was, the, uh, yeah, although the ball was going towards goal. So in that case, uh, you know, the guy still got the goal. But, you know, yeah. it, we... A part of it was because of Mitch, but uh, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll never know, right? If uh, Tomas May would have gotten it there, but definitely when well, you have that, yeah. It's funny because social media said the same thing. <laughs> there were people on social media that said that that Mitch needed to just clear the ball. Um, he needed to get a touch on the when the when the ball crossed the box. Where's our guy that would have been at kind of protecting the top of the box? We were kind of deficient. Um, as far as framing our own box or defending our own box, we didn't get players back in time, um, you know, to have a high guy and, you know, guys on either side, you know, who are kind of defending the posts. So, or, you know, or at least cutting that angle out without blinding the keeper. So that was just, that was an, an interesting lesson for us. And I'm sure it'll be replayed on tape, hopefully to the players and they can kind of learn, learn from that. But they always say, Get a touch on the ball, touch it, you know, get, get, put something on the ball, get it at least cleared. And Mitch is usually really good about getting the ball out of the box. And he missed two opportunities because he was there when the ball was played across, you know, from the right to the left side. And then he was also there to try to get the ball away. And, and Tomas, I don't know if that was a miscommunication because Tomas almost tackled Mitch's feet as opposed, you know, because that was <laughs> the direction the ball was coming. And it's kind of like, do so, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't at the game. I couldn't hear it. So I don't know. Only the players for sure know what exactly happened because they're the ones on the field feeling and seeing everything. So it would be really interesting to know if it was a breakdown in vision or if it was just a breakdown. Yeah, because let's count how many Republic players were in the area, right? You got four, five, six, seven, eight. You got eight players against basically four right there, right? And then the guy who scores that comes in like, further back i don't know how we let ourselves get scored against when we have more numbers right and it wasn't a lot of our shape our shape was horrible our shape was horrible on defense we're flat and you you can't be flat um our shape was was just too flat they were too slow in getting the angle back because typically there's a shape you have to um, adjust to and our shape was horrible. We were flat across. You know, there's an angle you have to take when you're defending, depending on where the ball is and where the goal is. And they they messed up on that. So it's again, it's I think it's another. Normally, I love Dan Casey. I think he's spot on. I think he has really good vision. But in, I I think he needed to remind his guys, you know, positioning. The positioning just for me wasn't accurate. And I'm almost wondering if maybe uh, subbing in Mitch maybe wasn't the right move because I know he again he was trying to defend out back and and whatnot and subbed out Pinagos for Mitch and I don't know if maybe that messed things up right maybe someone wasn't clear what their role was because now he was you know putting up more defenders but I don't know one one would wonder if maybe that also caused some confusion right and and whatnot so. Because I actually have been thinking that Panagos has been doing a pretty good job of 
you know, getting in with the circulation. It could have been a fatigue thing because he had just played, you know, over the weekend. So yeah. who knows? Who knows? It'd be interesting to see what the see what the lineup looks like when we face Oakland. But at the end of the day, you know, we had chances. Would have been nice to just have more goals. Yeah, totally agree. Can't we be Brazil? It doesn't matter how many goals you score against us. We'll just score more against you. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. That, that, would be, that would be nice. We should be the Brazil of the USL, right? I mean, we... Because we are holy? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're not that bad. We really aren't that bad. We're not like the Red Bulls, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember them, right? You're like, oh, I remember. Oh, you could be worse. You could be Red Bulls. <laughs> Even though they have wings, right? I still don't understand that. I'm like, how do they? How are they bad? Come on, they got wings. You would think that they, they would. Wings. <laughs> they would do good. Um, but yeah, so that ends in a one-one tie. And if we take a look at our standings, there's good news. We are no longer in seventh place in the group, so that's the only positive thing. <laughs> um, and kind of funny, but now you know we're not tied up with the other three is as we were previously and it was the weirdest thing to be tied having a triple tie there um so right now the group is as follows uh, again we got phoenix rising in first place with 15 games played 35 points followed by orange county with 25 points 16 games played san diego loyal 16 games played as well 24 points that fourth place spot as i mentioned earlier super critical Tacoma Defiant is still the owner of that with 14 games played, 18 points. We're sitting in fifth place, 15 games played, one more game than Tacoma, 17 points, one point less than Tacoma. And below us, the lights with uh, 15 games as well like we do, 16 points, one point less than we do. LA Galaxy 2 with 16 games played, one more game than we do, 16 points, so one point less uh, than us. And in last place, the Oakland Roots with 11 games played, six points. That's how we are looking now. So if we do beat the Roots, then mathematically, at least based on uh, games played and ability to get the points, they won't be able to pass us at least until they tie us in points. So that's, so that's what we're question. playing for. Yeah. So, so this weekend on Saturday, all the other teams are going to be playing on Saturday but us we wait till the following wednesday to play so on saturday let's look at the matchups to see the possibilities of you know could could we hold fifth place given certain situations let's talk about that okay yeah so if we look at our group in particular uh the first match is actually going to be tomorrow orange county against los dos we are expecting, hopefully, Orange County to win that game, but we yeah. now don't know because lights beat them, so it's a big question mark. <laughs> um, so that there is that one. Next, okay. uh, we got the lights against Phoenix Rising. <clears throat> Again, we're expecting Phoenix to win, but apparently Las Vegas sometimes pulls crazy results, so uh, we will see what happens there. But, of course, right, we all expect Phoenix to easily win that match. And then we and got then, Tacoma Defiance against the No, Roots. no, no. San Diego is playing out of conference. They're they're playing uh, Real Monarchs, so they could they could continue to to stay in good standings. So mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Although I, I see them further away than us already. I'm almost like, I'm not even too worried about them anymore. You're not worried about them. So we're basically <laughs> focused on galaxy lights and Tacoma. So who does Tacoma play? Tacoma plays the roots actually on Sunday. So, oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Roots, roots. <laughs> boy. Uh, can we just kind of root for the roots? Okay. So Sunday, everybody <laughs> has to tune in. Or even go to the game and root for the Oakland Roots um, in this case, because we need Tacoma to lose. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. It looks as though we could remain possibly in fifth place. Yeah. It looks like we could. Yeah. If, if all, if everything that we predict, if all the like, probabilities in the world happen then yeah we should be able to, to stay in and fit place um but with what's been going on in the past i don't even know anymore i can't even say yeah phoenix is gonna just demolish the lights because <laughs> you just you just never know right and even phoenix might be like hey let's put the break already we're gonna be first place hey let's throw in some players who don't get any play time and you know let's let's you know play around with sacramento and let's you know let's make sure that they don't qualify who knows i'll put it this way if so, if by some miracle if the lights end up uh, beating up on rising fc i will I imitate um will ferrell and step brothers and go streaking or no old school excuse me in old school and go streaking up and down mcdowell road oh <laughs> I can't say I'd pay money to go see that, but you know, maybe. <laughs> Believe me, that, that's why I'm saying it's it's that much of a safe bet that Phoenix will crush Las Vegas. Okay. Oh, oh wait, so sorry, so you you're actually going to do that then if if lights well, actually be right? Well, not really, but okay, you know, it's, it's a but, nice it's a nice gesture. Oh, okay. I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> the yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, in this world, you just never know now with the, the USL, but we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. But yeah, we will definitely be rooting for the Roots uh, on Sunday, hoping that they mm -hmm. get the win against Tacoma. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what, what, what happens there, um, because it could be, you know, one of those things where it could also hurt us, right? <laughs> because you never uh... know, right? Oakland might wake up, and if they... if if they beat Tacoma and then they happen to beat us, they're going to be at 12 points, five points away from us. So I don't know. It's maybe a tie. Maybe I would even entertain the tie. Be like, all right. You know, all right. Game one point. That, that, that won't be too bad. But uh... at the end of the day, though, next Wednesday, we really have to dance on. We, we have to just just spoil it. We've got to go in to Livermore with the total mentality of winning. We just have to have the winning mentality and stay sharp for the full 90 plus, you know, extra time minutes if there is, and just, just stay like super focused, super sharp. Everybody's got to be on their game, on their toes. Whoever, we're going, I know I'm going, you're going, my sister's going, we've mm -hmm. got to be there loud and proud. There's going to be a lot of Sacramento fans uh, at Las Positas. So um, we, we, we just got to, help be their 12th man yeah and we also have to consider that in all the games they've played there in las positas they haven't won and for two you know it's not really their home field so this is almost basically like a neutral field 
basically for both squads because they, they're not used to that field. They played just, the, I think, like three matches there. And that's something we need to capitalize on because they're not as familiar mm-hmm. with that, right? They're not training on that pitch every day. So I'm just saying there's there's a lot of reasons why we should be the ones to win. But from what we've seen in the past, I, I can't even put my hopes up too much. Well, we'll have to wait and see in that game and see how things yep. go. Um, but critical three okay. points as as the points are going to keep being critical uh, game after game because you don't want Tacoma just, uh, you know, taking ownership of that fourth spot, which could very well happen if we yep. don't get so, three points. Soon. Yep, that's right. So are we ready to talk about any unsolved mysteries? Yeah, you know, before we actually get to Unsolved Mysteries, though, how about we talk about, as I know this one's a hard one, but our man of the match for this game, <laughs> um, who do you guys got? Jerome. He scored the yeah. goal, Jerome. Yeah, Jerome, I, I, I'd agree. I love Luis Felipe right now, but I'm going with Jerome. Yeah, yeah. Lu- Luis was definitely the man of the match uh, on the previous match uh, b- before yesterday's, I, I would have to say, hands down. But as far as against uh, Tacoma, uh, yeah, Jerome fi- finally opened up the uh, the account on the Sacramento Republic FC since joining uh, a few weeks ago. He's definitely got my vote for for the match. Yeah, and I I, I gotta you know also say Jerome too, and not just because he scored the goal, but because as I said earlier, he had that intention of following the play, not giving up, not stopping, not saying no, oh, the goalkeeper's gonna get it. He had that vision, and I like that. We we need more players with that like vision of being able to continue play, don't stop, don't raise your hand, say no, it's offside, or you know, don't don't do anything, don't stop because you think that the referee's gonna call a foul, or you know, they won't call a penalty on you. That just keep going, just finish the play, don't stop at all. So yeah, that that's definitely yeah. Uh, my my thing, and and I think that Good. he, he gets Good. I think it. we all agree. Good. <laughs> so awesome. Hey, cool, cool. I think it might be the first time that we all maybe said the same one. Sometimes one of us. I, I think so. One. So. Yeah. yeah cool. I I think so. So we we may have had a a breakthrough here. <laughs> which uh, which is good, but at the same time, it just means that the game wasn't that great, right? Because we didn't have that much to pick from. <laughs> Um, so I guess there's, there's two ways to, to view that. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's not much you can pick up when, when you have a season that's pretty much sponsored by men's warehouse with all the ties we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's a good one. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We got five ties and, uh, I mean, yeah, oh we're, we're, we're leading, we're leading oh the way God, in, in the league almost. Jared. How, how many ways can you design a tie? I mean, come on. You got to have the five ties sitting out there. Which one do we pick? Never mind. Uh, Which is our favorite tie? Which is our favorite tie? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have the wins or not. Yeah, yeah. This would be the part where we add in a drum noise, I'm sure. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we just... There's so many ties. We have enough for a wedding ceremony for all the best men. <laughs> 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 it's comedy night at state of the republic podcast <laughs> thank you everyone <laughs> it's friday you sure to, you sure to, to tip your server <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i wonder in this case who the server would be right well, 
<laughs> I just watched the gold. Uh, sorry, while we're recording this in the background, I just watched the USA uh, take the gold medal in the basketball. Oh, they took finally. gold. Wow. Yeah, nice. they were so close. France almost came back from the dead and beat them. Almost. Oh. It was 85-82 with like just seconds left in the match. And uh, yeah, France didn't do it. Oh, wow. Thank God. That's, yeah, that's that's incredible too. Uh, yeah, I mean, off topic with with that, but I actually think it's good when you see other countries actually like be pretty competitive, right? Because it means that the sport of basketball is also growing worldwide, not mm-hmm. just here. So that's that's actually yeah. quite exciting because they need they need the U.S. to you know actually feel like you know I won this gold and and it you know it means much different when you actually have a good challenge, right? And not just like yeah we beat him easy, right? We all know we're gonna win. All that. And, you know, I would love at some point in time for the European clubs to be able to say that against the U.S. soccer, U.S. MLS, you know, and, and say that about us, the, what you just said about, you know, other teams worldwide against us in, the, in basketball. I yeah. think I would love someday to hear the same thing in reverse about us in soccer. Well, football. you know, I think now that you actually mentioned that, that's actually it's a good thing you actually mentioned that. I think we're on our way to do that because as we all know, right, USA beat Mexico in the Gold Cup last weekend, and it wasn't even the main USA squad. It was a B squad, and most of the players were MLS players. And to beat what was basically most of the first team Mexico players was amazing, in my opinion. I mean, they really set the message out there that MLS is growing and here's why it's growing, right? They didn't even need all the European players. They were like, you guys stay over there. You guys go fit in with your team. We got this with these players. And they weren't even maybe expecting it to like actually get the championship. They got it. It was really great. And so I think congratulations to all those MLS players because it's an amazing feat to be able to do that. And now we'll see later on this month when they play the all-star game, right? The uh, Liga Mickey stars against the MLS stars. We'll see how that game shapes up. If MLS wins again, I mean, they, they're clearly going to be putting a big statement if they win that one. So, so Cade Cowell of San Jose Earthquakes, who's a, a, a homegrown local guy, um, he got called up to the All-Star game, the MLS All-Star game. I'm so proud of him. Oh, he's, yeah. he's He's somebody to watch. And now they used to do these wigs for uh, Lenny, the big tall blonde guy that used to hook up plays with uh, Chris Mondolowski on the earthquakes. Mm. They used to have wig night. And so everybody would wear their blonde fluffy wigs. <laughs> and now they're thinking <laughs> now of doing the same thing for Cade Cowell. If you ever see his hair, it's like he has it frosted, but he's too young for that kind of stuff. He looks like a surfer dude in a way. <laughs> so now <laughs> I think they're going to, I think they're going to bring back Kate Cal wig night. And it's like, Oh my God, that would be so good. If they did that for Kate. <laughs> but oh, I mean, that's cool that a kid from San Jose earthquakes. And then they, uh, they brought in a, uh, and I forget the name of the player that they just brought in. They just signed somebody from overseas, I think. And, and then they jettisoned off, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, not Yule. Um, uh, they jettisoned somebody up to Vancouver who was like one of the best uh, players of British Columbia, yeah, Vancouver. And it's like, oh no, you got rid of a really, really solid midfield slash defender guy. Or, uh, oh, you should hear, you should read the social media on the San Jose Earthquakes right now. It's, it's pretty cool. 
But speaking of MLS, I mean, we're, it's, you're right, Luis, we are growing and we are getting better. And, you know, we, we, they're not even calling it a B team for, for the U.S. men. They're basically just saying a deep pool that we just have a deep pool talent. Mm. We have a deep pool. So they're trying to not say B team. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to to say it, because I think a lot of those players, they're A team now right i mean a lot of we're yeah. gonna see a lot of those in the a yeah. team and well Would deserved i mean that. you yeah. win it you you deserve to to be there and yeah i gotta say shout out to kate cowell he is actually a local from series california right here in our central valley basically like 20 minutes away from me so really great stuff and eventually we're gonna have him here on the podcast because again he's a central valley homegrown player and we're really proud to see all the players that have come from our Central Valley here, and he's one of them. And as a little fun fact, he's actually eligible to play for Mexico as well. So it's going to be interesting to see who ends up actually picking him up for their national team because he could still go either way. (laughs) No, we need him here. Uh -uh. No, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because there's a there's a lot of clashes that, as you all know, that go on, right? A lot of players are eligible for both that end up going for one versus the other one. Uh, another one that I just recently read about was uh, David Ochoa, which is the Real Salt Lake goalkeeper. He played with the U.S. Youth National Team, and now he's being called up to the Mexico National Team. And I guess they already went through the registration of changing nationality, right? Because FIFA lets you do it once after they implemented their, their new rule where you can actually switch from one to the other. And it seems like he's decided with uh, Mexico too. And again, he was born here. So yeah, interesting little things that, that go on between both national teams. And, you know, it only makes it more, more competitive. And like I always say, hold on, 10, 15 years from now, we are going to have a lot more talented players on both sides. It's going to be amazing because we're going to get a lot of players who could have played for Mexico that are going to be playing for the U.S., and they would have brought a lot to Mexico. So watch out. Those USA-Mexico games. I was yeah. going to say North, North America, and now with the Canadian women, you know, they just have to elevate the Canadian men's team to kind of like the same level. But, um, you know, North America is going to be quite the force in both men and women's soccer. I mean, our, our women, we just got a lesson. We got a serious <laughs> lesson that mm-hmm. we're no longer all that and that we have to dig deeper in our pool. And I'm sure there's women waiting to chomp at the bit to show what they can do for the U S women's national team. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, we're seeing growth in all kinds of areas, loving it. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Even though of course, you know, when it's your team, it might be like, well, how did we lose this? Right. We're so used to winning. How can you lose against them? Uh, I look at it differently, right? If you step back and you're like, well, guess what? This means that the uh, game level is getting all equal and, you know, it, it's going to get more competitive, which I think is good. I, I mean, no matter what team you support, mm-hmm. we're all for great matches, right? If you want, if you win a match, you want to win it, but actually say like, you know what? I fought so hard to get that win. It wasn't like, oh, it was a given. Yeah. You know, we usually always beat them 5-0. Like it's nothing, right? We're the number one. Uh, it's it's good when, you know, uh, the number one gets challenged by quite a few, like, for instance, Brazil, right? Like they 
were winning World Cups left and right, and now they've gone under a, a good dry spell in a couple of World Cups already. So it's quite quite a challenge, especially after that uh, Germany uh, match uh, a couple of years ago. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty bad when the highlights get dubbed with a uh, good old Jr. Jim Ross uh, from a few years ago. Uh, I'll. <laughs> I, I can post that somewhere, but uh, yeah, it kind of made sense with how Germany was just hammering on Brazil. So Brazil's for the past years has definitely been humbled. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that was that was a really yeah, that was a big big embarrassment for them. I know they 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 still can't forget that. Just like with us with Mexico, we still can't forget that seven nil game against Chile a couple of years ago here Ooh. in the states in the 49ers stadium which I was so glad I didn't go to because mm. I, I was so close to going to that game. I was so close, but luckily I didn't go. I, I, I feel bad for everyone who went, so I'm glad I didn't go. Um, but going back to, to Sacramento and our upcoming games, uh, so next Wednesday, as we mentioned it before, August 11th at 7 p.m. in Livermore, Las Positas College, literally right off the 580. Super easy to get to the stadium if you're still undecided about going or not. We play against the Oakland Roots. Then the following Saturday, August 14th at home, we play against Las Vegas Lights at 8 p.m. Then the following week, August 21st, we visit Jared's town to play against Phoenix Rising FC, which, Jared, have you gotten your tickets yet or how's that going? You know, I, I have not as of yet, but uh, I do need to figure out where the uh, away section is in this uh, new stadium. And I've also got a time, time it so I can catch that pub to pitch shuttle for, from downtown Phoenix. I mean, because it's either that or pay who knows how much for for Uber from the West mm-hmm. Valley to uh, Chandler, because that is going to be a bit of a trek. So, yeah, sa- same county, you know, or at least I hope it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to see how much it goes for, and we'll see. We'll see. Cool. We'll definitely keep keep us updated too, and, and hopefully you're able to go there so you can. Tell us more about what's so special about this new stadium. Why did they move? And is it better than the last stadium? Which I have a feeling it is, right? Because you've told us some stuff about that last one. But yeah. Yep. Yep. They actually have indoor plumbing from what I hear at this place. So <laughs> oh. Sorry, you also, woke me up there. <laughs> and also, I did see that uh, late yesterday, uh, the Arizona State Fair had announced that they are actually going to have the State Fair at its original uh, fairgrounds on McDowell road. They were going to have it not that far from where uh, Phoenix rising FC stadium is, but they went ahead and mixed that plan. So, so much for them copying the Republic FC's uh, state fair nights. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't work for everyone. It worked for us, but you can't move a fair, you know, it's, it's gotta be where it's always at. Like it's not that easy to move it. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, those are our upcoming three games again. Out of those three, two of them, we should be able to get those three points. But at this point, you just never know, especially after last night's game. So let's hope for the best. But we, if, if y'all hear us really uh, disappointed in the following podcast because we didn't get the three points, there's a reason for that. And the reason is probably called uh, Phoenix Rising on August 21st. That's what that is. because. That's going to be one tough match, and you you got to make sure that before you get to that match, you're on a good streak, 
or you know you're at a pretty good spot in the standings because that match is going to be something else and if we get a point from that match now that might be one point that i'm actually celebrating though so let's actually keep that in mind though so not all ties are created equal some ties depending on who they're against aren't actually too bad especially if they're away so there is that (laughs) let's go ahead then and go to everyone's new favorite segment and i know people are probably like all right what is it what is it i can't wait to find out what what it is Uh, everyone's favorite jared's usl unsolved mysteries let's go ahead and find out what's today's mystery that we will be posing on our social media as well all right. Well, some of you have probably realized that we've been kind of a little bit in a rut by staying with Oakland the past uh, couple of weeks. But I'm glad to announce it is going to be different this time. In fact, so different. We're actually turning the magnifying lens around and putting it on us. Now, one unsolved mystery would happen to be with some of the previous uh, big names that we've had in our roster for years, uh, such as Villian uh, Bijev, uh Quite a number of other big names that have uh, moved on to to other teams or even b- bigger leagues. Uh, Drew Skundrich uh, comes to mind as well. How is it that we have let these uh, talented uh, players go? And for some reason, it seems to unlock t- the talent uh, gene. I mean, we think they're p- playing excellent with the Public FC, but when they get bumped up to uh, other teams or other leagues, it seems that the talent just boosts up like a, a good 10 to 100 times uh, bigger. I mean, Drew Scundrich, he was recently signed to the D.C. United, and he's been excelling there. Villian uh, Bijev, as some of you know, made the move out east to Oklahoma City to play for OKC uh, Energy, and he finally got them their first home win in a couple of years. Uh, we also have uh, other players that have moved on as well, such Roro. as uh, yeah, Roro. I mean, we've seen he's had an excellent uh, ma- a match or, or several over in RGV, uh, over in Texas. And, of course, Matt, uh, our... Oh, yes, Matt Mahoney, yes. my swivel head man. Matt Mahoney's it, been doing a decent job there. Ah, uh, yes. Matt Ma- yes, yeah, getting it done in, in the uh, in the Boulder State for uh, the switchbacks. That's another good one. And then, of course, we have uh, our, uh, one of our favorites, Emre Clementa, the, the only man to complete the I-80 trifecta. <laughs> playing for Republic, playing for Republic FC first, then going up to Reno, and I'm sure he didn't exactly enjoy it there. And then now completing it with playing for Oakland Roots. So I guess what is in the DNA for some of these players that barely touch Republic FC for a couple of years, move on the big things, and just blow up from there. And yeah. we could even go oh. back to Joaquin Rebus too, right? I mean, if we want to go Joaquin all the way back. There. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. I mean, how, how can I forget Joaquin Rivas? I mean, he he basically delves FC Tulsa from, from the bottom of the basement up to being a competitive this year. And of course, you know, we we, we have him for, for playing with the El Salvador national team. And, and you know, maybe he's, he's made a couple of appearances here. You know, there's, there's that too. <laughs> <sighs> well, I will also say, or... Is it is it about the players that left us or is it about our decision? So, you know, is it an unsolved mystery as to why why we had to say sayonara to these great talents? Or is it uh, is it about the player or is it about our decisions? That's what I was that's what I'm curious. 
Yeah, I, I would definitely say that uh, this decision definitely plays a role. I mean, for for all we know, I mean, there could be other factors at hand as far as why why they decide to move on. But uh, it, it just seems a little odd that you know sometimes if you played with the Republic FC, you know, just things get good fortune. You either turn it up for another team, for another league, or for a few players. Uh, you somehow end up be, being a fashion model or or could pass for one. Uh, <laughs> DeFonte make, makes an example of that. <laughs> yep. Mike DeFont. Yep. Another one, actually, and I just uh, watched a, a little bit of his game yesterday, Matt Lagrasa with Nashville. Oh, oh my yes. gosh, that's right. There's another player that, will, mm-hmm. you know, the good ones get away kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been tearing it up there. That's true. Yeah, we we've got a huge list of, of players. I mean, some <laughs> some of them are easy to just pop off the brain. Others, you know, it, it takes a, a couple uh, to turnovers of the uh, the brain uh, key. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a big mystery. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things that you know we we might never know, right? It's one of those things that might just stay behind closed doors. And us as the fans, right? We we kind of especially after the season because. There were a lot of fan favorites, like we mentioned, and we can't deny it. Podcast Magic Budget was one of our favorites. And of course, Roro was another one. And, you know, to see two guys that were with the club for so long, just all of a sudden just bounce after having a pretty good season. It's like, what's going on, right? Right now, we could have used them so much because these guys brought leadership brought a different style of play right because both guys had so much uh experience playing abroad right Bujev in europe Anyhow, it'll, Mexico. Be in- it'll be interesting to hear the comments or see the comments yeah it, it'll be really interesting so if people can go on our social media we are going to post uh that question uh, about a day after this gets posted so be on the lookout on there we're really curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. What do you think happened? Was it because we just bring luck to players, but the luck just doesn't happen while they're with Republic? It just happens outside or what happens? Uh, please let us know and you know we'll read your comments on the next podcast episode. So there you have it. Cool. Well, before we uh, say goodbye for tonight, wanted to invite you all to go check us out on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at State Republic 12. Also, check out our Facebook group called Sacramento Soccer Fans. We invite you to go check that out. Join and talk about anything that you want to talk about in the world of soccer. Doesn't matter where it's from. You could talk about the fact that Messi just left Barcelona. Where is he going to go next? That's the biggest question, I think, in the world of soccer at this moment. So you can go on there and speak your voice on anything soccer related of course jared churn any final words before we uh say goodbye for tonight um no except for that uh messi might be going to psg oh okay yeah that's it um yeah yeah, that's that's a, a little bit of news that i heard earlier in the day We'll see what happens, you know, in the French leagues. Uh, but th- otherwise, you know, thank you, Luis, for always being the backbone and the wizard behind the curtain. And also, I know Jared's going to thank the fans, so I'll I'll leave it there. Yeah, absolutely. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the person next door, tell the person on the bus. Definitely keep tuning in to State of Republic. Follow us on social media at State Republic 12 
and get all the details and the links for when the episodes air. Awesome. And of course, yes, thank you to everyone for listening to us. One more reminder, if you're going to the game against Oakland Roots or the following home game against the Lights, we are going to have stickers. We've gotten quite a supply of stickers of our good old new glossy stickers, which they look pretty cool. And I am actually getting a lot more as well. So if you want some and you're going to the games, please let us know and we'll make sure to meet you somewhere and give you the stickers. It's really great. And again, we really enjoy meeting y'all at games. It's really cool listening to your comments and all that. So please uh, feel free to uh, message us and we'll go meet you at the stadium right there, um, wherever you might be at as well. And if you can't make it to any of those stadiums, any of those games, and you're not going to be at a game for a good while, uh, no worries. Send us a message and we'll mail them out to you as well. So you got that option as well. So we just like to mention at the games because that is a really convenient option for everyone. And, you know, sometimes we're able to give you more stickers than, than comes in the mail as well. So there is that perk as well. You you talk to us <laughs> and then we give you a little bit more stickers as well. So um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, to listening to tonight's podcast show. We'll see you next week when we'll be talking about the game on Wednesday against the Roots. Uh, be on the lookout for that podcast. That one should be posted sometime uh, Thursday night. We're going to try our best to uh, record on Thursday night just to have it ready for you so you can listen to it next Friday and Saturday before the game. So we'll do our best so that way you have two days to uh, listen to that podcast as well. Cool. Well, guys, have a great night. So everyone listening, have a good morning or good night whenever you might be listening to us. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Bye.